2: Point is, Prime Minister, I don't think we can sell the idea of a tax that asks
1: everyone to pay the same.
2: Our policies may be unpopular, but they are the right
3: policies. Prime Minister, I just don't think we can ask the poorest of the poor to pay the same amount of tax as a multimillionaire.
2: There you go again. Why not?
0: Because... Because people, on the whole, think that the tax is manifestly
2: unfair. Nonsense. Errant Nonsense. This is a simple proposition. If you live in this country, you must pay for the privilege. Something, anything. If you pay nothing, you care nothing. What do you care? Where you throw your rubbish? Your council estate is a mess. Your town, graffiti. What do you care? It's not your problem. Somebody else's problem. It's, it's the government's problem. <laughs>
1: shadows on my wall.
3: All night, hearing voices telling me that I should get some sleep because tomorrow might be
2: good for something.
1: You're going to think
3: of me and how I used to be. Hi, everybody. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Open up with that clip from the movie The Iron Lady, because I just think it's time that we start thinking about this, that, you know, if you pay nothing, you care nothing. Cue 2 million new illegal immigrants in our our country since last September it's It's ugly folks, and it's time that we open up open up our our eyes to what's going on. That song was unwell from Matchbox Twenty. I think that's how we're all feeling uh you know we're we're uh, we're not crazy, we're just a little unwell right now you you can't tell, but it's uh how we're all feeling. we watch what's going on, and we feel powerless to do anything about it and I'm sure that's how the Republicans in the House and the Senate feel um Apparently, the Republicans haven't figured out if you stick together, things things work better. And the Republicans don't usually stick together the way the Democrats do. They Democrats will stick together no matter if they even believe in what they're doing. They know damn well that it's going to destroy our country. But, hey, Nancy Pelosi told us to vote this way. So we're going to vote this way. It's ugly. It's ugly. It's ridiculous out there. Um, We're going to talk about everything that's going on and a lot more today. And uh, before I do, for those of you that don't know me, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman, branch manager, Planet Home Lending. If you're, in, if you're uh, interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. If you wanna talk about real estate or financing and you don't wanna uh, talk on the phone just yet because it's so personal, go to edhoffman.net e d h o f f m a n net click on the plant home lending logo that'll take you to my lending page you can put in as much information as you want to want me to have and tell me how much information you want back you'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle whether that's refinancing a piece of property that you own or purchasing a piece of property you'd like to own and whether that's in California or 24 of the other 49 states that I'm licensed in uh We'll help you out. Also, if you're over sixty-two, you're interested in one of those reverse mortgage things that uh, you hear people talking about. You know, where it uh, puts some more finances into your into your retirement years. Uh, most people haven't quite saved up as much as they probably need to survive, and they haven't paid off their house or haven't done it completely, and or haven't saved. Um, this thing makes a whole a whole changes your whole financial situation. And uh, so, if you've got more years left than you have money. Call me, 855-640-2020. Um, if there's any part of the show that you missed, you want to have it repeated, stay on edhoffman.net. Go to the podcast page, and you can listen on demand. This show as well as several past shows. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and uh, you can uh, subscribe. subscribe for free. It'll download once a week after we upload it, and uh, you can listen to it anytime you want. Um, if you have any comments on the show, any comments on the show, send me an email to ed at edhoffman.net. Um, so let's, uh, let's get on. So, uh, joining me this week, uh, in, as he often does, uh, Scott McPhee, proprietor of Don's Bikes in Rialto and Redlands. Scotty, welcome to the show.
0: Ed, uh, from now I'm going to have you refer to me by my preferred vowels, which are A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y.
3: Okay, I'm moving on to joining us on the show is A.E.I.O.U. and sometimes Y.
0: Exactly.
3: All right. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here, Ed. All right. In uh, in in addition to that, we have a special treat this week. We have uh, joining us by Zoom, our good friend Katie Hopkins uh, from across the pond. Katie, welcome back to the main event. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me back. I appreciate it. It's all it's always a hoot. It's always a hoot having you on. It also always opens our eyes to uh, the way things are perceived in our country from other countries, and although you spend a lot of time in our country. So since you're our resident Brit this week, do you have any thoughts on the death of Queen Elizabeth?
2: Ooh, yes, a lot. And um, when I left London just a couple days ago, Uh, It was the beginning of the, I mean, we would call it a queue, but you would call it a line. So people waiting in line to pay their respects to Her Majesty. So uh, joining this long line, snaking back all the way down the Thames. And this line, uh, by about now, has reached five or so miles long. Uh, People will be standing in the line for 30 hours or more, some have queued through the night for two nights uh, in order to be able to file past Her Majesty's coffin in Westminster Hall and pay their last respects. And as much as it's an incredibly moving thing, and it's indicative of the way people feel about this woman, who they probably never met, but we all feel like she was there, she was part of all of our life growing up, you know, she's always been there. Um, One of the sort of fabulous things is that British people are known for loving to join a line. We love a queue. It's what we've been training our whole lives for, is to join a queue. And there's even a, a line tracker so that when you're in the line, you can go on the line app and see how much more line there is to go. So there's something frightfully British about that. There's something frightfully British about the pomp and sort of ceremony going on in London now. Um, and yes, if there's one thing we do very well, It's kind of ceremonial events with lots of elaborate uniforms. So that's what's going on as I left the UK. And then I see the coverage of it over here. And and I I see how it's very skewed towards the angle of kind of Harry and Meghan. But for us in the UK, that's of much less importance than the Queen herself.
3: Well, yes, we know how you feel about uh, Harry and Meghan. So, uh... yeah. Well, we know how you feel about Harry, and then we know the other side of the coin of how you feel about Meghan um, from yeah. uh, previous times on. Um, I've heard some people say that um, with, with her death and, and uh, Prince Charles becoming King Charles, that they think that uh, the United Kingdom may have some – well, I, and I don't think everybody realized this. I know I didn't, that she was the queen over like 14 different countries. And they think that maybe that maybe that will fall apart because they don't have the same respect for Charles as they did for his mother. Yeah. And I
2: I think that's um, I think that's correct on some levels, but not all. So the queen uh, was the queen across the Commonwealth countries as well. Um, And some over time had chosen to you know, go their own way and were independent and others prefer to stay with the Queen. We just have the Commonwealth Games where those countries who are part of the Commonwealth came over to compete in the Commonwealth Games. But Prince Charles actually, or rather King Charles III, as he is now, uh, has recognised and of course recognises that countries will want to move towards independence and some will want to stay. And he's saying, well, we should encourage the countries that want to leave to do their own thing and be supportive but if they want to stay, of course, they're welcome uh, to stay within the Commonwealth. So, so he's moved to a much more modern position, which I don't think is that it would break apart. It's just recognising that time's moved on. And if I could say one thing, um, it would be that your listeners will probably be aware that the Scots people, so Scotland for a long time has talked about independence, so becoming independent from Britain, like being a breakaway place. Mm-hmm. And what's been so remarkable with the Queen passing at Balmoral, which is in Scotland, is the Scottish people, their you know, sense of unity and turning out on the streets to to stand and a mark of respect to the Queen's coffin as it passed through Scotland. It's really strengthened um, the Great Britain, the strength of the United Kingdom. The likelihood of Scottish independence now is incredibly Unlikely, and it seems like almost that was the Queen's parting gift uh, to us all was this sense of unity that her death has brought across the country, but also across um, the United kind of nations of Great Britain.
3: All right. So the and what is and what is the the significance of the of being in the Commonwealth? I mean, it's you have you have uh, the Prime Minister that runs the runs the government part and the monarchy to us i don't i don't fully understand how
2: no i i hear you and it and it makes um i think particularly to an american with your brilliant republic um you know that you guys uh went about things completely differently but i suppose historically and you know these are historical relationships built up since these countries were kind of formally established in a recognizable way is that the monarchy and belonging to the Commonwealth was like belonging to a group of nations. You know, it provided wealth, it provided support, trade links, uh, it provided military assistance in times of needs or in times of international crisis, it provided financial aid. So there were benefits But also we recognize, I recognize, and we'd be foolish not to, for many nations, it's an insult still. And uh, they believe it's a a dark reference to a colonial past where white masters came and took over. So for some, it's offensive. um, But I think it's easy to, in this day and age, as you boys know very well, uh, it's always very easy to be offended and to be offended loudly and to forget perhaps some of the benefits that came with being part of the Commonwealth back in the day. Okay, Scotty.
0: So, Katie, I want to segue into another topic, one that I think is very important right now. Part of one of your themes of coming over to the US is kind of warning us that, hey, if we don't do something, we might end up like Europe. We might end up like the U.K. But in some respects, as of late, I think we're actually worse off than the U.K. As far as I know, Boris Johnson has not been rounding up political opponents and putting them in prison. Uh, Your Secret Service has not been conducting raids on former prime ministers. You don't have political prisoners that have been rotting in solitary confinement for damn near two years waiting for a trial. Um, very, very disturbing. I like your comments on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, golly, I just it's it's unbelievable to me. And, and you know, uh, just, you know, um, boys, but maybe if you have new listeners, I'm a respectful foreigner and a respectful outsider. I know my place like I don't belong in America. I'm not an American, but just watching from the outside. And, you know, um, I was there on January the 6th. Uh, I was held at the airport on January the 5th by the Department of Homeland Security as if they knew what was coming. Um, But anyway, my point is that that seems such a long time that our people have been left. Uh, Yesterday I was on the phone with Brandon Strack, who you'll know, many will know that he was hauled through the ringer and his life was completely, you know, obliterated because he was at January 6th, you know, outside or whatever, Um, the FBI and their raids and their targeting and their silencing. I mean, it is, that end of it is completely dark. America is down a far darker path when it comes to the abuse of political power and the imprisoning of political prisoners. And it's heartbreaking uh, that so many men and women were imprisoned, are still uh, rotting in jail. And it's heartbreaking uh, that they're there. But what's amazing is that so many of them have managed to make it through you know enduring this on a daily basis is more than any normal people should have to withstand so my heart goes out to them and you're you're so right uh, the darkness is is absolutely here in america too um and in the uk i guess it's more of a um i guess it's more polite if that's the phrase but it's that uh, that very um you can hardly perceive it but it's coming and the taking away of freedom. So, you know, it's my firm belief that within five years, British people will not have the right to drive a car. And I appreciate that is no way in parallel to the FBI locking up people for political views. But I just mean, those are the freedoms that are gradually being eked away beneath our feet. Uh, and as yet, the majority doesn't seem to have woken up to that.
3: So while you're talking about not driving cars in California, they just announced that we can't we can't buy uh, gas powered cars starting in 2035 and and they're requiring the the manu- the car manufacturers to increase their percentage of of hybrids and uh, electric vehicles uh, starting in 2026 and then 2030 um, the 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 quotas go up um, you guys based on the energy crisis in, in the uk, um, due to green energy policies, is that is that what will happen here with all the climate spending? What you know, what's what's your uh, what's your yeah. what's your warning for us as to where we're going, based on the fact that the UK is a few years ahead of us?
2: Yes, exactly. So, so exactly. If you imagine it like back in the old days of a flip chart. Do you remember those in meeting rooms with pens and paper? Yep. If you drew that straight line graph, you know, from the axis and you drew a straight line, we're just further down that straight line. And you can see that straight line is clearly, um, you know, meted out over a number of years. So for you guys, you can see the tentacles of it. You can see where... Gas vehicles will no longer be allowed to be produced at all. You can see where electric vehicles must be uh, in greater numbers than gas, and eventually gas is phased out. You can see where electric vehicles are the only ones that are allowed to be owned. And then I think with the latest heat wave, correct me if I'm wrong, there were messages about don't charge your vehicle at charging stations in the heat because of you know, the, the risk of fire or whatever, or the power concerns. And a couple of things on this. Number one, people assume, I don't know, what do people assume? Do they assume like, like electricity falls covered in leaves and in a green way from the sky? Like people have made a complete disconnect between where electricity might come from. There's a sense that it's as, you know, as neutral as water. And the second thing that people don't take themselves down that journey path to the time where we don't own a vehicle at all is that you see from places like Phoenix, in Arizona you see from places like San Diego you see these huge high rises being built on top of public transport networks that's the direct end point of that of that line it's a time when we don't own a vehicle at all the only way you call a vehicle possibly is is in the app way like you might call an Uber now well that will be the only way there's a car And of course, the powerful can turn off electric vehicles at any point. They could limit the radius that you could go to. They can limit the number of times you're allowed to get in an electric vehicle. These freedoms that we currently have, at the end of that line graph, they're gone. And the only way to stop it is to stop moving down that trajectory. And the British people will arrive at that point before Americans, of course, because A, you have Ford trucks, um, B, and most importantly, you have weapons.
0: You know, one thing I want to segue into um, is that I'm seeing reports that 70 percent of the pubs in the UK are going to be closed permanently because they can't afford to put electricity in their establishments. Um, The thing that I've noticed, too, is people seem to riot when they feel like they have nothing to lose. And I've seen that in China recently. People can't get their money out of banks. We've seen it in the Netherlands with those farmers. Um, so we're seeing it all over. I'm seeing reports that in the UK they're saying some pretty massive demonstrations and riots are coming because, literally, you may have people freezing to death this winter.
2: Yeah, it, this winter, um, you know, we've had the winter of discontent before. But you, you have to, and with British people in particular, I'm ashamed to say, partly uh, because the French, for example, have the spirit of revolution wired into them in the way that Americans have freedom hardwired into their souls. Uh, British people are slow to get going on this stuff. But I tell you, this winter, we will be pushed beyond breaking point. And you know, when we talked about a time when, you know, by 2030, you will have nothing, you will own nothing, and you'll be happy, Those the whole idea of the World Economic Forum that we all become um, human capital, but they own nothing. is that's exactly where we're headed, and people would always say, "But how, how will they take our homes? How would they possibly take our, our banks? How would they take the things we own? Well, we're seeing it now in real time in the u k our energy bills just quadrupled. we have to have an artificial government subsidy to try and keep them at double what they were. Elderly cannot afford with their their pensions to put on their heating. Many elderly are already turning off all their electricity to their homes. They just have candles. They're regressing to that point. And this winter, it will be freezing and people will die in their homes because they cannot afford to turn on their heat or they can't afford to eat. And we have all of these public buildings that simply cannot afford to open because the cost of trying to open is far greater than any profit they might make. So we will lose, we reckon, around 70 to 80% of the places where people might go to gather. And you'll see the the dark parallels here with lockdown. You know, many of us always said, and I appreciate not everyone needs to agree with me, but we always said that COVID and lockdowns were a rehearsal for things to come. And that's exactly how it feels in the UK. We're about to go bowling back into lockdown, but by a very different route this time, by by the manipulation of energy prices so that we cannot afford to live and people will have to give up their homes because they can't afford to pay a mortgage on their home anymore. Um, so we should see the collapse of the middle class uh, in our country this winter.
3: Scary, scary stuff. So let's, let's, uh, let's go into, to uh, immigration. Cause I know where, uh, uh, what drove the, the, Great Britain out of the, out of the UK was uncontrolled immigration. Um, so now here in the United States, the number of migrant encounters at the border has smashed through 2 million mark this fiscal year, which means from the end of September last year to the end of this month in a couple of weeks. And those numbers don't necessarily tell the whole story. For example, how many of those 2 million have been released in the United States? How many are attempting to come back after being expelled by Title 42? How many have slipped past our border patrol and aren't even being counted in the 2 million? Some mainstream media is finally starting to tell the truth about what's happening. Case in point, NBC's Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. Here's what he asked border czar Kamala Harris, who's only been to the border once the entire time she's been vice president. Would you call the border secure? The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in,
2: and it needs to be fixed.
3: We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure?
2: We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years.
3: Katie, how is is all this being perceived across the pond?
2: Uh, You know... Well, a there's a kind of a you know a news wipeout in the UK. You you literally can't hear anything in the UK right now apart from anything to do with the monarchy and the death of the Queen. So so the the UK literally you, there's not a single other story that's breaking through in any way. But if you're observing outwards as, as someone like me is or, you know, uh, many people who are, are watching the American situation at the border in horror, we know how long this has been going on. I've spent more time down at that border than Kamala Harris ever will have done. Uh, and it's brutal. I mean, it's brutal for the people who live along the border. It's bu- brutal for the ranchers that are trying to have property there and just being terrified off of their land by these uh, drug lords and cartels. Um, and the, that woman, I just, the, the fact that her mouth can open and say these things with her absolutely not connecting with a single word she's saying is terrifying in and of itself. Um, and I think the only thing that gives us a ray of sunshine, isn't it? a ray of hope, is the brilliant work uh, of people like DeSantis and bussing individuals uh, to Martha's Vineyards. And I think that's exactly, that is exactly the kind of approach that is required to break through this constant kind of pacifist sort of approach to, oh, never mind, just let them in. Um, Because what happens is that people are displaced. Ordinary Americans are being displaced from their own land by these people who are being let in in their ways. And it's done purposefully and it's done strategically and it's done to give Democrat control. Uh, We know that. We've seen it here in the UK. Uh, It's been absolutely, you know, it's been horrific most British people feel like second-class citizens in their own country. And you can see how quickly that's happening here. And And the only uplift I take from it at a more global or strategic perspective is the midterms. Uh, and, th- and that's really why I'm here on the road as well, is for the midterms, because of the midterms, because Americans desperately need hope and to see that there is another way. And, and that's speaking what the, of the midterms will bring. We're
0: about, out of, we're about out of time for this segment. I do sure. want to plug our sure. show. If you want to see Katie live... Uh, you can. Um, we're putting on a comedy show. It's Make America Laugh Again. Uh, you can go onto the website at malamalacomedy.com. It's this Friday. Tickets are $99. It's a fundraiser for some conservative candidates, but you get to see a stand-up comedy show with Katie Hopkins as our headliner. And that's malamalacomedy.com.
3: All right. So uh, so we want to continue talking about this, but uh, we have to take a break for five minutes of Traffic, weather, sports, and commercials. So stay tuned. And uh, Katie, don't go away. We we have lots more to ask. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC, and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM five ninety. The answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank. Now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo.
0: Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC, is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. AM 590, the
2: answer. But I'm not crazy, I'm just a little well. I know right now you can't. But stay a while and maybe then you'll see a different side of me. I'm not crazy, I'm just a little impaired.
3: I know right now you don't care. But soon enough you're gonna think of me and how I used to be And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, branch manager, plant home lending. Uh, if, I don't talk a lot about real estate and financing on the radio because it bores some of you if you're not in the market, but if you are in the market or think you might be in the market, you want to, you want to talk to someone who thinks like you call me toll free at 855-640-2020 that's 855-640-2020 or go to ed click on the Planet home lending, and that'll take you to my lending page. You can do the cyber thing. So if you didn't join us in the first half, uh, then you don't know that, uh, with us today, we have a uh, Scott McAfee. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Uh, his new, his new, uh, <laughs> his his new, uh, a name is A E I O U and sometimes Y. Yes, those uh, are pre- our
0: preferred vowels, Ed.
3: Oh, your preferred vowels. Okay, yes. so, uh, proprietor Don's bike, Scotty. Welcome Good back to be here, Ed. And we also have our our favorite our favorite Brit from across the pond, uh, Katie Hopkins, who uh, who self describes herself as the biggest b in uh, britain and uh if you haven't read her book rude it's great if you haven't seen her on tv uh or anywhere else find her on youtube she's phenomenal and uh, just keep listening katie welcome back
2: thank you very much for having me back
3: all right so before the break we were still talking about the the border and the impact of all these illegal immigrants coming in you talked you uh you briefly mentioned the Wade Ron DeSantis sent a sent a plane load full of uh illegal immigrants. To Martha's Vineyard, where all the rich Democrats live, and of course, they all have signs out in their yards saying "We welcome everyone." And uh, and and of course, now that they're there, that they, we don't have the services. Take care of these people, and uh, Michelle Obama saying, "Well, when we moved here, all the white people got all scared, and now uh, and now you're sending these people. It's it's just the Republicans are repulsive, and of course, they sent uh, uh, Governor Abbott in Texas sent a busload." Dumped them off right in front of the Naval Observatory, which is the Vice President's uh, home uh, in Washington <laughs> D.C. And uh, and hey, you know, you guys tell us how we need to let all these people in. Okay, take them into your your backyard and see and see how you feel then. And we're seeing what everybody's saying.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I just think um, all of the seriousness that that we've talked about aside, it's just glorious when. Some politicians decide to have the, you know, to to just do something to demonstrate the point. And I know people can say, oh, these are humans live we're messing with and all the rest of it. But, you know, at some point, people have to make a stand. And this is the stuff, you know, I go from place to place and I am basically what am I a salesman of stories? I guess, in some regards. And I go from place to place. I see these politicians stand up in front of audiences. And it's these kind of moments when they talk about illegal immigration, they talk about what they're going to do with it. And then they just throw in, oh yeah, and so, you know, the little poster of that, we sent a busload to uh, outside Obama's house. And it's just, well, watch the room just erupt with joy. And it isn't about a cruelty towards people. It's about someone finally standing up for decent Americans who are working hard, paying their taxes, trying to make things work, trying to keep things nice, and are sick of being done to by these do-gooders who all live behind their gated mansions and don't have to rub shoulders with what the rest of us are rubbing shoulders with. You know, I would love it. I'm in San Fran. I would love to grab them by the hair, actually, Kamala Harris, and walk her with me in a minute downtown because she wouldn't last two minutes here on some of the streets here in San Francisco. She wouldn't last two minutes with some of the things you see here. And, and that's the frustration I think of, of ordinary people here. And that's why I love uh, stunts such as they are like this.
3: Yeah, it's uh it's, it's pretty disgusting. And there's been zero effort from this administration to stop the bleeding that they caused, not Trump. If you heard uh, uh, Kamala Harris saying, the previous in the previous administration created this Here's what Fox's Bill Malusian is reporting this week. He tweeted out, good morning from Eagle Pass, Texas, where another large group of approximately 200 plus migrants just crossed illegally onto private property. Almost all of them are single adults, mostly from Venezuela. Somebody hung a Venezuelan flag on the barbed wire fence built by Texas here. Katie, coming from a continent with your own migrant crisis, where do you see, see things going in the U.S.?
2: Oh, you know, so I've spent time there on the border and I've watched, you know, the operation at work. And Border Patrol, bless their souls, I mean, they don't stand a hope in hell. And in fact, they're being used as part of the, you know, the taxi service, as you know, to ferry these migrants into countries. I've watched Border Patrol vans arrive at the Catholic Charities Commission, you know, uh, Catholic Charities Shelter, and unload their cargo of individuals. And then the Catholic uh, charity shouting at me saying, do you want these people to be killed by filming them? Uh, because then the people who brought them here will know where they are. And um, it just feels so relentless. But I think one of the things I learned very quickly um, when we started to be deluged back in 20, I think, 16, is that people imagine it's some sort of you know, haphazard event. Maybe they see some pictures of people scaling the fence and they think that that's how this is happening. Not at all, you know that 's the odd one or two that you catch on camera, and it kind of works on camera. This is the industrial movement of people uh, at volume. you know this is hundreds of people being moved in trucks in trailers in wagons in in freight in shipping containers. This is the industrial movement of people for profit. Uh, human flesh was always uh, a very profitable commodity, and it remains as profitable now. We had it's the uh, a lot of Albanian networks move people into the UK. They've just been advertising on TikTok half price deals to get people into the UK. I mean, it's that blatant. It's that obvious. And yet it's not stopped because it's too profitable for the people that are making money from it. Uh, And until that gets talked about, that this is a profitable business enterprise for politicians and churches. Until that is talked about, nothing can be done.
3: And that's kind of the, the way we, I see how the Democrats just keep telling lies that are that our logically thinking brains processing what we see with our eyes should say, hey, this is this is these are lies, but so many people don't see it. And the the Democrats keep keep making these making these comments that are just completely opposite of of what's really happening and hoping to influence the the misinformed and the low information uh, uh, voters uh, coming up for November 8th
2: yeah uh, I mean, you know what Ed it, it's easier to go along with it right it's easier to say nothing or it's easier to say oh those poor refugees or it's easier just to go oh well everyone needs somewhere to live and just say a platitude It's much easier to say the easy thing than it is to say the hard thing, which is the truth. And that's why no one's prepared to do it. And that's why we miss, you know, a time in America politics where we did have a big guy leading your country who wasn't afraid to say the truth and be hated for it by people who were determined to stop him. Uh, And that's what we've been missing. And that's why I think we see the rise of DeSantis and uh, Abbott and others um, who are prepared to say hard things and, and not demand to be loved. Um, because of it Um, and and that's been a glorious thing as well is the rise of strong people uh, willing to put up the fight take up the fight and try and make a change
3: so here here is here is where where i see things going in the united states based on everything that's going on i see our i see our country swirling around the toilet getting ready to go ready to go down and Democrat Democrats, I don't know what their what their uh what their motive is to keep pushing it that direction because you stay in control you stay in control of a of a third world country. You you have all your riches from their third world country. How where where do you spend that money on enjoyment in your life? I don't see it.
0: Well I, I would say and- add to it. That never in the history of the world, I don't think, as a country, just decided to deliberately replace its own population. It's pretty obvious this is all about votes because they know they are losing starting the end of this year. So how are you going to win? Well, you need more voters. So the assumption is these millions of people that are pouring in are going to vote their way. Come uh, whenever, whenever they're made citizens. That's next. Ed, make them all citizens.
3: Well, and uh, and the the Biden Biden has already signed a thing making uh, Dreamers uh, basically citizens. He's given them an amnesty, and I guess it still has another vote to go through, but uh, they're in the process of giving everybody amnesty uh, right now. Let's get on to uh, the ironic Inflation Reduction Act party. Joe Biden threw a party on Tuesday to celebrate the one month anniversary of passing the $485 billion Inflation Reduction Act. An ironic decisions, decision since it was the same day the Dow Jones Industrial Ad Average fell by 1,300 points. The Consumer Price Index report showed inflation reached 8.3% in August. Remember, it was zero in July. Remember that? Um, for, the, for those people that listen to Biden and take it as fact. The event on White House lawn was attended by mostly by White House aides, congressional staffers, and the media, also known as people who aren't living in the same reality as the rest of America, Speaking of reality, the president remained firmly detached from it at the, at the event, like when he pulled this random assortment of numbers out of thin air.
1: Exactly four weeks ago today, I signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. a single most important legislation passed in the Congress to combat inflation is going to lower the deficit by $300 billion over the next decade. And for this, for this fiscal year, a $1,500,000,000,000 reduction in the deficit.
3: One trillion, five hundred billion reduction in the in the in the deficit this year. I don't think so.
1: We hold the world <laughs> ransom for one hundred billion dollars.
3: Yeah, we should just start calling uh, calling Biden uh, Doctor Evil. Katie, how is this being perceived? <laughs>
2: oh, it's just... oh man, it just—I just—it's oh, just so depressing to hear him just. Just say nonsense. This is such a such a weird time in American history. And I and you know what? I, I have to go soon as you boys know, but you know, it is it is easy to always talk about the dark things, and we've done quite a bit of that the last however long we've been chatting. And I guess that's kind of the reason I'm here. That's the reason um, I've thrown myself to the road across America for the next two months, because I have to do something to try and make a difference, even if it's a small thing from a foreigner and an outsider. Last night I was with the Republican Club of San Francisco, which is a huge group of conservatives here in San Francisco who no one knows about really. Um, and that's, that's my mission. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what Scott's helping with, is to try and lift people up. It is so easy. And it's the thing that annoys me about many speakers. It's so easy to say the bad stuff. Who is out there telling us, why we have to be optimistic, what we can hold on to, what we can do, what makes us feel better, you know. Uh, and So that's what I do. That's got run uh, Make America Laugh Again. Uh, and I think it's so important that we do that because we know, I know, I'm ex-military. You have to have morale in your troops if you're going to fight. And what we need to spend a lot more time doing is putting morale back into our troops. And by troops, I just mean ordinary, decent American. So, um, Scotty, you can talk a bit more about this, but it's what you're trying to do is make America laugh again, right?
0: Correct, exactly. So if you want to see Katie live, Next Friday, that's the 23rd. She's gonna be playing she's gonna be playing at Pasadena. Uh, it's Make America Laugh Again. It's a stand-up comedy show. All the proceeds, by the way, go to conservative candidates who are running for office. So if you want to get tickets, go to malacomedy.com. So M-A-L-A-Comedy.com one more time. Mala Comedy, M A L A Comedy Get tickets. I'll be the MC there, so you get. Uh, I'd look forward to seeing all you guys there, and you get to see Katie live, and she's absolutely outrageous when she's live. Yes, she is.
2: Yes, she is. <laughs> the boys can attest to that.
0: <laughs> yes, she can be quite naughty. Well, you know, they keep persecuting <laughs> us. They had, they shut down our last venue because some leftist activists decided they, they wanted to shut Katie down. I told Katie, I'm going to hold this event a dirt field if I have to. I don't care. We're not going to be <laughs> shut down. So <laughs> unfortunately, we have to keep the venue down on the, on the down low because uh, they always, might, they yeah. might try and shut us down again. We're not going to let that yeah. happen though. So, That's so you have to you, go thank to malacomedy.com
3: so to find out where it's at.
0: Actually, yeah, you have to buy a ticket and then we'll tell you like 48 hours to go. But it is in Pasadena. It's about all I can tell yeah. you right now.
2: It's easy to get to is the point, yes. right? It's easy yes. for people to find once we for tell sure. them.
3: Yeah, for sure. All right. Great. Hey, Katie, I know, you, I know you have to run. We, uh, we ran the clock out. And uh, thanks again for being on our show for, uh, I don't Aww. know, the sixth or eighth time. And uh, <laughs> whenever, whenever you're available, we'd love, we love to hear your, your, your perception of things.
2: Well, thank you to your lovely listeners. Thank you to you boys. And I hope you have a great rest of your
3: show. Thanks. Thanks, Okay, Okay. so now uh, Katie Katie's off. So let's talk about this. The rest of this ironic Inflation Reduction Act party that Biden uh, threw for clearly for the parties. He also used the event to continue his endless tirade against Americans who don't appreciate him destroying the economy. It gets more, more bizarre every
1: time. The soul of America is vibrant. The future of America is bright. And the promise of America is real. It is real. It is real. That Nobody can doubt. Nobody can any longer doubt that the climate crisis is real. You paid for your Social Security. Every single paycheck from the time you were a kid, you paid for it. Where is it written that says America can't lead in manufacturing? Where is that written? We just have to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. There is nothing, nothing, nothing we've ever set our mind to. Nothing that that we've not been able to accomplish. Not a joke. Think about it. Think about what you'd think about at the time. Think about what you think about at the time. Isn't that Kamala
3: Harris line? Think about what you think about. Sounds you know, kind what of like you're it. thinking about Ed, is so, so uh, significant. Think about the Ed, Ed, significance. And
0: what, what do you think about when you think about?
3: It's hard to say. My <laughs> you no, know, my wife is always asking me that. What are you thinking about?
0: <laughs> what do you think about when you? No, think I about- know,
3: I know. That's not what you're thinking about. Mm. You know, the, the promise of America is real. There's no one that can deny that the climate crisis is real really i can deny it i can deny that the that the climate crisis is real you know what uh i saw somebody post on uh on uh facebook or instagram or twitter and they showed a picture of plymouth rock and say "Hey, 1623 when the when the pilgrims got here it was at sea level today it's still at sea level so what kind of bs are they trying to are they trying to uh to pedal to us it's ridiculous and of yeah. course, uh, who says that America can't lead in in uh, manufacturing? The reason that we don't lead in manufacturing is because the taxes are too high, and the regulations are too high. And for four years there, we had Trump leading the leading the 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 quest to lower taxes and lower regulations, and we saw things happen in here. And had we had him for another four years, or uh, supposing we have him for another four years from twenty four to twenty eight. Um he'll lead it back there. And I and I think while uh while Katie Hopkins is pushing for DeSantis to be president, I think DeSantis would be will will make a great president. But we need four more years of Trump because we need a guy who doesn't have to worry about re-election, who has nothing to lose, and will we'll push this. And we need the House and the Senate behind him. And this time, just go for it. Make all the changes, finish the wall, finish the wall. Um, drain the swamp. Up. Yeah, drain the swamp. Even things up with with uh, China and all the other countries out there that are that are killing us um, economically. And you know, I, I think Trump Trump would be the first one to say, "Hey, Chinese, the China Chinese government buying up all this land in the United States has to stop."
0: And we need to, we need to we need do.
3: to put put some regulations on it.
0: Yeah. And I think the observation that I would have is usually people swing their vote when things get really lousy. And I guess the question that'll be answered here in the next couple of months is how bad do things have to get before people wake up and vote Republican? I mean, we've got runaway inflation. This border is a disaster. Energy costs, obviously the highest we've ever seen. Um, At what point do enough people say, okay, I'm just done with this. I'm just done. And we're going to find out pretty quick.
3: Yeah. I'm I'm thinking uh, November 8th is going to be the uh is going to be the uh, the turning point. But, you know, there's still there's still some so many Democrats that are out there that are just blind, deaf and dumb out there, including my sister in Pennsylvania. I say, hey, so are you going to support this guy that only has half of his brain working for the Senate? And she goes, what, should I vote for a TV doctor? Why? <laughs> you know, it's it's like, hey, you know, hey, Biden is Biden is destroying America. Yeah. But look what Trump did. You know, it's it's a uh, Bill Maher did it two weeks ago. He called it the uh, the straw man argument, and he put a he put a man made of straw in his uh in his in the chair next to him. And they say, hey, you know what? Whenever the whenever you're arguing, this is the part when Bill Maher gets conservative towards the end of his show every week, and he he says, hey, you know what? We argue these arguments, and then all of a sudden the the Democrats come out of the come out of the blue and just say some unrelated fact yeah, but Trump did this, but you know, and it, and it has nothing to do with the argument, but that's where they're going with it.
0: Well, I I hate Bill Maher. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Uh, I think he's a big fraud. I mean, yeah, he likes to come up with some conservative arguments once in a blue moon, maybe to get some ratings for his show. I have no idea.
3: Well, I think if you, if you watch him of late, I think Bill Maher is an intelligent guy and I have I used to watch him just for the the comedy part, and to say, you know what, I can I can laugh at myself, I can laugh at myself and say, hey, screw you, and he he says that stuff and not and still laugh at the at the funniness of of his of his jokes and uh, and but if you watch him if you watch his show today, um, he starts off very liberal, then he gets into his into his panel, and when his panel starts arguing, when they start making Nonsense. He'll say, Hey, you can't, you can't deny that this other stuff is happening. And, you know, Hey, we, we, the media crushed the, you know, squelched the, uh, the Hunter Biden stuff. Cause they didn't want it to be found out during, uh, you know, before the election and the media is complicit in this. And by the end, of, by the end of it, he's talking common sense. So I think his liberal thing is, is only goes so far. I know he's a pot smoking anti, uh, 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 pro-choice. Uh, I don't agree with most of his most of his arguments, but now today, when the when the left has gone so far to the left, and there's no common sense in it, he's actually he's actually calling it out.
0: Well, maybe and, he's a closet Republican. We just don't know it.
3: <laughs> I don't know if he's a closet Republican, but you know the people that call themselves Democrats, you know, hey, I'm a I'm a Democrat since uh, since John F. Kennedy. Really, is this the same party? Does this stuff make sense to you? Well, hey, my sister, hey, well, I'm Jewish, so all Jewish people are Democrats, um, so I have to vote Democrat even when it doesn't make any sense. And let me remind you, I have a math degree. Well, how come you don't know how to do math then? How don't you can't <laughs> use common sense? Hey, the math doesn't add up, so this is a bad idea. Um. So anyway, uh, finishing up the the uh, the in, the Inflation Reduction Act party. Uh, after uh, Biden got all wound up uh, to calm the president down and bring everyone together, the White House had their favorite musical guest on hand, James Taylor, who sang his 1970 hit Fire and Rain, a song widely believed to be about suicide and heroin addiction. How uplifting was that? He also sang You Can Close Your Eyes, one of the most popular songs of all time for, wait for it, funerals. Here's Fox's ja- Jackie Heinrich. While the stock market plummeted, James Taylor played a song about death on the White House south lawn. You can sing this song when I'm
1: gone. And how about James Taylor, a voice that heals our soul and unites a nation and a good friend.
3: Yeah, well, you know, we saw we saw John Kerry take him over to France to sing you've got a friend after we uh, no-showed the Charlie Epto uh uh um demonstration there when when the Muslim extremists uh, shot all those uh, all those uh, writers writers and cartoonists for the Charlie Hebdo magazine and uh, okay hey Char- uh, James Taylor is, uh, is John Kerry's neighbor so we're going to get on a plane we're going to go over there and he's going to sing you've got a friend that's so that's so such leadership and of course it wouldn't be a party without Chuck and Nancy whoa
1: look at this crowd so, this is a great and celebratory day. Inflation Reduction Act, so beautifully named for all that it does. Your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. I, that's an applause line.
3: <laughs> yeah, let me remind you, it's an applause line. You need to applaud for me here. And, of course, all those people in the crowd are employees, so they have to. When uh, when one of the bosses tells you to applaud, you have to. And, of course, they have to attend because you're on the clock. Look at this crowd. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing to me. And, of course, we see uh, the the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, as they will again next Wednesday, another three-quarters of the point will just push all your credit card rates and all your uh, home equity lines of credit rates up. And while they're doing that, the Biden administration keeps spending money, um, to forgive student loans and do everything they can to, to exactly do the opposite for inflation that what the Fed's doing. And they're not smart enough to see it. Scott, some last words? Last words. I don't know who I
0: can't stand listening to more, Nancy Pelosi or James Taylor. I, neither one of them has any talent, in my opinion. I think James Taylor's up there with the captain and Tennille is one of the all-time worst artists of all time. That's about it.
3: All right. Hey, so uh, thanks for listening to the main event. Uh, My name's Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM590 to answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance, To consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll free at 855 640 2020. That's 855 640 2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS
0: ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. AM 590, the answer.
1: Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching